Blog Talk Radio. Greetings all and welcome to GettingLoopy.com. Well, no it isn't. I'm having a moment. Um, welcome to Getting Loopy. Uh, join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for a little loopy fun. Um, what's going on this week? I'm working on a really cool plaid crocheted afghan for you guys going to be a free pattern so today is monday the 26th of march and uh in theory once i get finished with the podcast tonight i'm going to try and get the how-to videos finished and up on youtube so i will be making that live on wednesday the 20 28 thursday thursday the 29th is when that block will be live my brain i'm telling you it's a sad, sad place, but it's a really cool plaid afghan, and I started it, I was doing a, uh, a block for a group project that will be coming out later in the year, and it was a 12-inch square, and I really liked it, and it's plaid, and it has some surface crochet on it, and it's made in four different colors, and I was pretty fond of it, but then I realized that you could... Uh, while it looks pretty cool as one square, if you have a bunch of the same squares, the plaid sort of explodes and you get this kind of wild and crazy plaid finish that I'm just really in love with. So, of course, I've been crocheting squares all week, which is absolutely not what I'm supposed to be doing work-wise. But there you go. Uh, so that will be available on the 29th. Um, also, um, DFW... Fiberfest is coming up. Uh, my Tunisian classes, except for Tunisian Entrelac, which is still sad. Uh, Tunisian Basics and Tunisian Lace are almost sold out. There's just like one or two seats left in each of those. I also have independent pattern publishing and some other stuff going on. So if you're coming to DFW, come take a class. Um, if you're not taking a class, come see me anyway. Come say hi. It's a wonderful show. And if you want to catch up with last week's episode, we have Michael Cook from DFW was on the air and he was fascinating and now that he and I have become Facebook friends he is really into silk and he keeps putting up pictures of silkworms and I'm just fascinated so that's pretty cool um, next week April 2nd we will have Kate and I'm sure I'm going to say this wrong I'm not sure if it's Rath Grabber or Rath Graber but she is from Love Knitting and Love Crochet or Love Crafts as they call the mothership uh, she is the North American director. The company is a British company, and I had the good fortune the last time I was over for Hochanda, I got to uh, spend the day in the London office. And so Kate will be joining us on April 2nd to tell us wonderful things. And then April 9th, no show because I will be flying back from Dallas, and that's me leaning on the phone again. I'll be flying back from Dallas on the 9th, and we were cutting things just a little too close, so I'm not going to have a show on April 9th. We will be back live on, what would that be, the 16th, and I will let you know the guest. Once again, join us on Facebook. There is a Getting Loopy group, or hit me up on Ravelry. The old Getting Loopy group is now called Getting Loopy 2.0, so if you were a member before, you probably are still. If you're not, come check us out on Ravelry. People have been leaving me nice notes. Uh, big milestone this week, we, uh, we crossed over to... 250,000 total downloads of the show. Now, that counts the ones from the beginning of time, but still made me happy. Anyway, our guest tonight is Tamara Kelly from Moogly Blog, um, and I'm just going to put her on the air because uh, I can hear her. I know she's there, and uh, I'm really fascinated to talk about her journey in the crochet world. So, Tamara, welcome to Getting Loopy. 
Hi, Mary Beth. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be on Getting Ruby 2.0. I'm very excited that you're here. Um, it's uh, It's been fun. I say this every week that I don't want to keep talking about the old show, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. you are one of the people that when I first met you, had not been an active, you know, loopy groupy when we were taping new episodes the first time mm-hmm. around, but that you, when you had started in the crochet industry as a professional, you told me that you had listened to some of the older episodes that seemed relevant to topics you wanted to know more about. And you were one of the first people that said, hey, you know, people are still listening to this. Maybe you should make some new ones. So. Well, especially people like me, and I, I always feel like it's, I almost feel like a fraud. I mean, here I am, I've got my entire life online, you know, my entire business is online. And, you know, people bring out new technology, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if it's for me yet. I'm kind of a late adopter. Like, I was really late to Instagram. And I don't know, I just want to make sure it was like a real thing. It was going to stick around before I spent any time on it. So it actually took me forever to start listening to podcasts. Like, I literally mm-hmm. just figured out how to actually listen to them on my phone like two months ago. <laughs> not even kidding it makes me feel good because when whenever you and I are together I just feel like such a technological oh gosh dweeb <laughs> no it's when yeah no. and the bloggers get talking about your things and I'm just like I don't know who you understand but I know how to podcast so I'll do that <laughs> there you go and I have no idea how to do that like I'm really pleased I was just successful calling in so <laughs> it all works well, well good you're you're in my home territory now, woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> Indeed. How did you wind up now? Am I correct that uh, when you started dipping your toe in the blogging waters, it was not necessarily to be 100% crochet? Um, actually, originally, my first thought wasn't going to be at all crochet. I was going to try that whole mommy blogging thing. Um, I'd been mm-hmm. reading Deuce and a few other mommy blogs, and I thought they were pretty funny and cool. And I thought, heck, I've got three kids. I can do that. Um, turns out I cannot do that. I am <laughs> not really a storyteller per se, especially, you know, online. I go to write like, oh, this was really funny. And I'd be like, well, it's two sentences about how my kid, you know, had an explosive accident on the wall. And, you know, that's great, but nobody's going to come read this. So um, <laughs> I just, I also threw up though, while I was attempting desperately this whole mommy blogging thing, I, um, I had also thrown up just a couple of really simple crochet patterns because I was just crocheting as a hobby. And I thought, well, what the heck, you know, throw them up there mm-hmm. and see what sticks. I'm on Ravelry. I know, I know I'm not anybody fancy. I don't know what I'm doing. It's, you know, like say not even on a really a crochet blog, but I'll throw them up there anyway. And uh, yeah, I, you know, within probably six months or so, I was like, yeah, this mommy blogging is not for me. Um, but it's the internet, you know, I didn't have to really clean it up. Everything just kind of sat there. And then, right. um, yeah, so I was, you know, just let it sit. And when I was trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do with it, um, I actually took everything off the blog thinking, you know, maybe I can do something else with that space. We'll just, you know, blank it out, start from scratch. Um, and I immediately, like the next day, got a message on Ravelry, somebody saying, where did that pattern go? I was in the middle of making that pattern. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I guess I should put those back up. Sorry, guys, I'll have those back up like within the week. So I had to like get those right back right. up and then, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe maybe this is where we go. So, yeah. And what year was that? How long ago was that? Oh, gosh. I think that would have been about 2011. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. I guess that's, that seems like eons ago in, in Internet age, but in the real world. Yeah. Not that long ago. No, no. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, 
I mean, yeah, again, in, you're right. In internet age, that's forever. People are like, oh my God, your blog's been around forever. And I'm like, it feels like it's been, you know, maybe just a couple years. It's just flown by. <laughs> well, it's funny. When I talk to people who sort of vaguely remember getting loopy, and, you know, I say, oh, I'm bringing it back. And they're like, oh, when did you start the podcast? And we're coming, uh, it might actually be next week or the week after, uh, would be our 10th anniversary of getting Loopy going wow. live. And people are like, you were podcasting 10 years ago? It's like everybody thinks it's a new invention. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I feel it's just like one, you know, I always laugh that, um, that you guys um, – I keep saying you guys, there's a group of crochet bloggers and we've all, you know, we're all sort of friendly and we hang out together at the craft events and stuff like that. And I think it was Sarah from Repeat Crafter Me that started calling me OG this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> For those of you who are not listeners of the rap genre of music, that's the original gangster. And I just think it's hilarious and adorable. But um, And totally accurate. Uh, uh, well, thank you. Uh, one of the things I keep saying is the younger the people that are hiring, though, the, the, less, uh, the less interested they are in, in my ancient accomplishments. But people, the point that I was trying to make is people that did not know the podcast the first time around. Like, mm. Oh, you know, you're the podcast bandwagon is like, oh, honey, I was on the wagon. We went west. We formed a settlement. We got bored. We moved on. <laughs> You know, um, but it's amazing to a lot of. Well, it's amazing to a lot of people that the technology is ten years old because it has become so popular more recently. Uh-huh. It's, um, you know, like every generation thinks they invented, <laughs> you know, something. I feel For sure. like uh, the current generation thinks they invented podcasts, and I'm once again stuck, you know, sitting in the front yard, taking <laughs> my. <laughs> taking my uh, Cane and yelling to get off of my lawn. So yeah, we are. Yeah. We have to actually look that up. The first, I'm going to have to look up the date of episode one because I think, I think we're coming up on it. So um, you started the crochet blog and mm-hmm. you set the world on fire. I mean, Moogly is a. What's yeah, the word it's a that thing. I want? I mean, it's a thing. I, I don't want to say yeah. empire because it sounds like <laughs> I'm teasing you, and I'm not. But um, it is amazing to me. Um, something, uh, again, an acquaintance of ours was talking about at one of the trade shows that we go to um, was she had been invited to participate in some big YouTube project. And then mm. they told her to bring her staff. <laughs> she was yeah. like, my, my what now? <laughs> yeah. Um, it is amazing that... Um, it seems to me to be happening more in the craft side of things, but you know, you're a, you're a big brand in the crochet market and yet you're still a really teeny tiny company, even though. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know. For sure. I think I, you know, it's funny. I had, um, I think we've all, you know, we've all been on YouTube at this point. We all know how YouTube comments can go. And I got a really nasty comment on YouTube one time about how um, if, you know, if, all I did was make the videos for Moogly. I needed to get a full-time job. And I was like, oh, oh, you don't know. It doesn't last, you don't but know. I remember, I remember I, when it, this happened. And it was so, I mean, it was horrible at the time. I try not to take bad comments to heart, but I think, you know, we all struggle with that a little bit. Um, but, you know, in retrospect, well, it was just funny. You kept saying, what are you doing the books? Are you doing this? I'm like, well, yeah. 
kinda. <laughs> so really, yeah, <laughs> Moobly is gonna just, do it, really. Yeah, I'm like, and I, you know, and I clean the office too. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much it's me and my husband um, and Jeff, and he. You know, he's fantastic. I couldn't do it without him. And he's completely the tech side. You know, he doesn't crochet, although he can definitely recognize the stitches over my shoulder now. Um, because he'll stand <laughs> over my shoulder for all those videos. He's the videographer and the video editor. So, okay, in fairness, no, I don't do it all. Um, but, it, you know, it keeps us both busy full time. Yeah, I did. Well, he always helped with the video. He always okay. helped with the video. I got, I did not plan this out when I married him. I married a man. Uh, with a career in video production. <laughs> so didn't marry him thinking <laughs> well, someday I'd start a YouTube channel or any of that. It just kind of worked out real well. Right. Well, that's, I had no idea that was his background because, you know, I, yeah. my background's film and television. So yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea. You know, it's yeah, funny. I thought for like, sure well, he'd know, be the one in media. Staff. Yeah. <laughs> you and your staff should do this. You and your staff right. should do that. Well, let me, uh, you know. Yeah. I, exactly. you know, uh, my staff is my daughter if she's visiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, with and my modeling staff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. What is happening? Okay. I think we got it now. I think we got it. Okay. Um, but uh, I remember talking to Stacey Charles of Talking Stacey Charles Yarn, who said the same thing. He said, you know, I have staff in that I have a warehouse and there's warehouse stuff, but you know, there's four of us in the office and people act. He said, even a big company in the craft arena is a small company by general business standards. And I just thought that was really fascinating. I think that's something that has really surprised me over the last few years as I've gotten to know, you know, the staff at different companies everything, you know, yarn companies, accessories, and realize, wow, you really kind of can know everybody, (laughs) you know, up to a point. (laughs) It's like, oh, all right. This is why, you know, everybody who's been around a little bit longer than I have seems to know everybody. It's because this is everybody. Yes. Yes, it really is. um, I don't want to say a small, I mean, some of these companies that we're talking about are, you know, multi-million dollar companies, but Mm yeah, it's still the same six guys. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And that yeah, it, it's always really blown my mind. Right. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of yarn companies, do you have an association this year with Cousin Clark? I do. I'm working with Red Heart this year. I'm really excited to be one of their joy creators and um, try out some yarns that, well, some of them I haven't been able to use in a while because of agreements with other yarn companies. And then mm-hmm. just some ones that are altogether new. It's, um, it's really exciting. They've got some really great stuff. Well, that's that's pretty cool, and yeah. um, that that's relatively recent development. Yeah, that's that's yes. new. Yes, yep. We just started working together in February. It's oh, been a lot of fun. Cool. Well, that's very exciting. Do you do yeah. you feel like there's sort of more freedom working with just one company instead of having to juggle a variety of different? Um, you know, I think yeah, I've done both, and I think. Um, just from a business standpoint, it's a little easier to work with one company at a time simply uh, because, you know, you've got the people you're working with and you know who to call when you need X, Y, Z. And, um, you know, while I work with one yarn company at a time, there's other companies I work with for other things, like I'm an outlight ambassador. And so to some extent, you're always, you know, talking to lots of different companies and things like that. Um, but, you know, any anything you can streamline is always welcome. Yes, Absolutely. 
Um, uh, where was I headed? Again, it's gone. My brain is so sad and tired. I just can't even. Um, it's okay. So, do you see Moogly? Um, you're making some. Uh, you're making some personal appearances this year. Did you tell me? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be, well, I mean, I don't have anything like where I'm going to be on stage at XYZ time, but places that aren't trade shows where, you know, people who aren't working in the crochet industry might be able to see me. I'll be at CGOA in um, the CGOA conference in Portland, Oregon in July. Um, I plan on heading mm-hmm. out to the Lancaster Fiber Festival in Pennsylvania in August. And then there's a brand new one also in the making, um, which is going to be in New York in late September. Um, which I'm looking forward to. And I was just actually reading some more about that one today. It looks pretty cool. I have been reading about that too, and I'm trying to get somebody to send me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, always the fun part. I haven't been successful yet, but I'm working on it because, of course, I could stop and see my daughter on the way. So that's what yeah. I'm sad to um, But that's a, new, that's a new show, right? Also, Lancaster, yes. let me. Uh, that one's a new Lancaster show. Lancaster yeah. Festival is a new show also. That is in August. And that is, I was supposed to mention that earlier and I forgot, uh, <laughs> LancasterFiberFestival.com, um, I will be there teaching, Farmer will be there, Jesse Rayot from Jesse at Home will be there, Charles Voss will be there, and Melissa Leitman will be there teaching knitting, and I think Heather Zapetti oh, yeah. is teaching knitting. But what is very cool about the Lancaster Fiber Festival, and I really want to support it because it's a new show, it's not just yarn there are quilting teachers there are uh, i think there's a needlepoint teacher there's an embroidery teacher there's going to be sewing machines there there's going to be paper crafters there's people who do markers and painting and it really it takes the word fiber you know paper's a fiber technically Mm -hmm. so it really is a fiber festival not a fiber festival by which we mean wool and alpaca so um it so happens that um uh, Melissa May, uh, Michelle May, who is teaching uh, wool felt applique and does beautiful work, turns out she recently moved to Wilmington, so we had lunch last week. So, ah. um, I, I had never met her before, so um, she's going to have some really great classes too. So I believe the early bird on the classes for Lancaster Fiber Festival, I think it ends soon. So any of you in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Lancaster's driving distance from Baltimore, from Philly, from New York City, all of those places. If you want to support a terrific new show, go check out LancasterFiberFestival.com. That's the end of that commercial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there before, but I'm excited. It's supposed to be so pretty there. Well, and I've been to other shows at the venue, and the venue is right downtown, so mm-hmm. like, we can go to the to the Amish market you know, on Saturday nice. and grab our lunch. and. Yay. You know, there's, there's stuff to see and, and do. Not that we're going to have too much time because there's so much going on in yeah. the show. But um, it's right. Once we get there, you know, you can walk five minutes and, and be someplace cool is all I'm saying because it's right. It's at the Marriott. Very and cool. I've been at that before for the AQS Quilt Show, so that's been very cool. Okay. Um, now that I did that, I'm off the hook. So one of the things that you have been teaching at the trade shows, and I believe you're going to be teaching at CJLA also, is how to get your social media together. A lot of, I mean, me, who's been in the business since Hector was a pop, my social media is a tragedy. 
Uh, you know, I have a lot you of know. followers. <laughs> well, because I was an early adopter of Twitter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I have, yeah. And again, by a lot, I mean 7,000, certainly not 70,000 like some people have. But, um, you know, the rest of it I'm sort of tragic about. And I think people who are either new to the business or are of my iteration of designers um, get completely overwhelmed and don't know where to begin. So I know that you've been teaching classes. You taught a class at AFCI with some of our friends this yes, year. Um, and I, I know that you're going to be talking about it at CJ Way. So um, well, this is, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, well, uh, what's, what's the CGOA? Because the CGOA is where people can come and see you. And we had Linda Dean on a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. uh, again, you guys should listen to that if you want, but we had some tech difficulties. So I have you no know issues with discussing PDD again. I listened to that show and I have to say you and Linda both handled that so beautifully. I was really impressed. I mean, honestly, yeah, it was really good. Well, I appreciate that. I had, um, not only were Linda and I texting, but, uh, Cheryl in Montreal, who was an original, an OG loopy groupie, was also texting me from Canada. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> the three of us were sort of texting each other and answering questions and letting each other know when there were breaks and stuff like that. I am going to have Linda back on later in the season to talk about her work as yeah. a designer because she's an awesome designer. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty yes. funny reentry into the podcast sphere. <laughs> you made it work. Well, what will you be keeping? <laughs> Always, so, um, always. My theater background, right? The show must go there on. There you go. Um, so, yeah, last year, um, basically, CGOA, which is Crochet Guild of America, for anybody who doesn't know, um, every summer they have a big conference, and on one of the first days they've got this thing called Professional Development Day. And uh, the Professional Development Day chair is Linda Reddig at um, recrochations.com. And so she put together the program for the last two years. And last year I talked about social media in general and I had Mm -hmm. meant to get really specific. Um, But the funny thing was uh, there was a delay on the truck. So I didn't have any um, media to actually show anything visually at all. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to be up there for like a couple of hours talking about like how to like find your stats and do all the social media stuff with zero visual aids. So we got a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) Which as you can imagine went, super well um everybody just kind of popped open their computers and I kind of tried to hop around from table to table and answer questions and you know at least give everybody a little bit of my time but it made it really difficult um so this year we're going to hone in a little bit um simplify it and this year I'm going to be talking about newsletters um why they're important how to start one um how to grow your list um all those you know all those little things uh, about starting a newsletter And a lot of people don't think about newsletters when they think about social media, but they really are so important. I think we've all seen with like the big Facebook kerfuffle and all this other stuff going on. um, Social media, I mean, that belongs to somebody else. That could all go away. But your newsletter list, as long as email itself doesn't go away, that belongs to you. So that's why I think newsletters are definitely a huge part of connecting with your audience. And although they might not be traditionally considered social media, I think they're definitely right up there. Well, that's a really interesting point because as soon as you said that that's what you were going to talk about, I was like, eh, you know, who, I know that people still do that, but I, I think, again, I think it's some of it is my overwhelm with like, oh, crap, one more thing to do. Um, but That can definitely be part of it for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's very interesting. So anybody who's listening, if you'd like to join my newsletter – it's uh, <laughs> if you go to the hook for life publishing dot com main page, 
Um, if you scroll down to the bottom, it'll have a sign up. And I can guarantee you I will not overwhelm you with newsletters because I don't think I've sent one in two years. <laughs> but I do have a list. So if you'd like to be on the Getting New Loopy and Hook for Life Publishing newsletter list, go ahead and sign up on the front page. And, you know, I pretty much blindly do whatever Tamara tells me, so maybe I should go <laughs> dust off my uh, – Dust off my MailChimp account. What do you think? <laughs> well, maybe I should be mwahaha, but yes. I, you know, it's, it's a direct line to people who want to hear from you. So why not? You know, I mean, we've all, you know, gosh, we've seen how hard this social media stuff gets. Getting fighting past the algorithm, knowing what kind of posts. It can all be pretty complicated. But if they've signed up for a newsletter, it's kind of like when somebody walks into your store. They're there to shop. They're there to see you. They're there because they want to be there. So you've already, that's half the battle. <laughs> That is a really excellent point. I was on Facebook just before uh, we started the podcast tonight, and somebody was talking about some new social platform, MeWe or yeah. WeMe or some crap. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, a new one oh, every week. That's just no, it. Please do another one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I always tell a story a couple years ago. I went to this um, big blogging conference called Snap. Um, I'm going again this year. I really love it. It's in Salt Lake City every April, and that one's just all about more about general blogging, but kind of craft and lifestyle. Um, but, oh God, what were we talking about? I got distracted trying to explain what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, we were talking about new social media platforms and how I told this. Oh, me, yeah, me, thank me, you. Whatever thank thing you. and freaked out. Sorry. Mary Beth knows this. I like lose my train of thought all the time. So anyway, I'm at this SNAP conference and I'm super excited. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. I take this awesome class about Periscope. <laughs> not, not two weeks later, like less than two weeks later, I swear, Periscope shut down. So, you know, <laughs> I always say, you know, some of them, once they're around for a while, sure, but uh, you don't have to join any of these, like, right away. Well, the other thing, um, one of the things that you have taught me, which I love about, which I love you for, is, um, you know, we'll we'll be at the conferences or whatever, and you'll be doing your thing, and I'll be doing your thing, and I'll say, hey, I had this really interesting meeting with such and such. I took this really interesting class, and you always, always say to me, what was your first, what's your top three takeaways? And I don't yeah. think until you started doing that, but I don't know that I, I think it focused my brain in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the, but we were talking, uh, again, back in January, I had a meeting with, um, a business consultant that I hope to be doing some work with later in the year. And I talked about, Oh my God, you know, I have Twitter followers and eh, Facebook, but everybody says Facebook sucks and blah, blah, blah. And she said to me, well, what happened when getting loopy came back? And I said, well, my Facebook blew up. And she said, you just said something really important, which is your people are on Facebook. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where other people are. Absolutely. You just learned that when Getting Loopy came back, your Facebook blew up first, your Twitter blew up second, and Ravelry blew up third. So yeah. she said you could you could stop getting overwhelmed about, you know, whatever's mm-hmm. going on in your life and, and focus on Facebook. And if it, it doesn't matter if the conventional wisdom is that Facebook is not where you want to spend your time, yeah. she said, because it doesn't it doesn't matter what the general consensus is you essentially just did a market test and figured mm-hmm. out that your people responded to you on Facebook first. So I have been putting more effort both into the Hook for Life and now we've only got 100 likes on Getting Loopy, but it's only been back a couple of weeks. And I'm up to almost 3,000 on the Hook for Life page, which again, I understand is not big numbers, but it's certainly bigger than well, it was when I 
posted once every six months. Yeah, I mean, these things all take time. They take so much time. It used to be Facebook had this, you know, their old algorithm, probably 15 algorithms ago. You know, if your page had under a certain number of likes, they would show it to more people to help build their face, your page faster now. And it's like, yeah, now hmm, I'm not sure what they're going to do for us if we don't pay. Well, again, interesting. I was talking to Stacey Trock from Fresh Stitches, and she has something like Mm -hmm. 600,000 Facebook likes. But she said if she wanted to reach all of them on any given post, it would cost her three grand. Oh, yeah. That was not a thing that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. It used to be be that, yes, you know, a few years ago, you post on Facebook and everybody would see it. And now, not so much the case. But the other important thing you were saying, absolutely. That's where I think our audience is. Um, If you look at your average crocheter, they're a woman between certain ages. And Facebook is still that demographic's number one social media. But again, it's hard to not, for somebody like me who, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners... Um, who does not feel confident in putting together a social media plan, it's mm-hmm. easy to fall into the trap of chasing after whatever is new and shiny. And, you know, uh, one, of, one yeah. of the people that sponsors me is like, well, how many Instagram followers do you have? I was like, oh, you know, 600. Yeah. But let's be honest, I mostly put up beach pictures. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which are great. I like Which the beach great, pictures. But it's not going to actually telling yeah. you this week I've been putting up yarn pictures of yarn on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> There's that's a girl. girl that's that's the dream, right? <laughs> you are well, living the life dream. that I I think you're living the life that people think that crochet designers live, like literally laying yeah. on the beach <laughs> designing. It's like, you know, instead of sitting in my like basement under like people think I crochet a lot of blankets. It's freezing down here. I'm in my basement like <laughs> under a blanket right now. You know, this is not, yeah, I'm not laying on the beach. Mary Beth's laying on the beach, but I'm, yeah. I don't lay on the beach. I sit in my chair, but I, you know, my position (laughs) is uh, if I have to sit and stitch, I can sit and stitch there just as easily as I can sit and stitch. There you go. And honestly, by the summer, uh, those of you that know me in person, know me, I'm a pasty, pasty Irish person. So by the time it gets hot, I won't be out there again until September. I actually laughed to myself the other day. I went, to, uh, for those of you that are familiar with the southeast coast of Wilmington, I normally, most of the pictures that I put on Instagram, which is hooked for number four, Life LLC, uh, are of Curie Beach because that's my favorite place to sit. And the other day, I didn't have a lot of time. I'm like, oh, I'll go to Wrightsville Beach. It's closer. Well, I forgot. Hello. Now you have to pay <laughs> to park at Wrightsville Beach because it's the end of March and the season's about to start. So I'm like, well, Aww. that's it for this season until October because <laughs> I'm not paying. Yeah, but I'm um, just jealous. It's warm enough for you to go to the beach. We had that big snowstorm come through this weekend, and yeah, not happy. We had that full yeah. spring, then fall spring, then you know, really full just spring, and really hoping for the real thing sometime soon. Uh yeah. Although somebody said to me, um, "Oh, you can." I'm I'm getting ready to move. Um, just apartments. I'm going to move to a couple of miles uh, away and to a townhouse. And I'm I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to pack because I don't know when my moving date yet is because I'm waiting for somebody to move, uh, the style that I want, blah, blah, blah. They said, well, you can pack all your winter stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to Chicago next month. So, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no. I recall the last time I went to Chicago, I almost died. I was so cold. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, well, I was disappointed. I recently went down to Charlotte earlier this month and I thought, ooh, 
ooh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be warm. I think it might have been warmer in Iowa that week. (laughs) I think it was, I think it was warmer in Iowa that week. It was one of those fake springs just to make everybody feel like, ah, we're finally okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. I will say little loopy flew down for spring break and and it was fifties, but she said, yeah, but you have no snow. So I'm good. (laughs) But before she left, she's like, do I need to pack my shorts? I'm like, no, you absolutely do not. No, no. Again, but the other thing, the thing that frightens me about social media too is I, and I have always said this and I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, something I say to myself because I don't want to cope is I always say, oh, I could design or I could do social media, but I don't have time to do both. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, again, one of the things that you have been talking about is automation. And then, again, this mm-hmm. consultant that I met with said, well, find, find one thing and focus on that. And then, yeah. big, then move on to the next thing. And that's something you, I always talk about, too. Don't try and join, like, if you're starting a business, I wouldn't, I mean, I might, let me, let me rephrase this. I might go ahead and join all of them, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, just to get my business name up there and solidified, you know, to have all my handles. But I wouldn't, like, you know, jump in necessarily with using all of them at once if I wasn't familiar with them already. You know, absolutely, one at a time. Well, and I will say that that is, a, that is an, an easy tip and something that I failed at miserably uh, is I think my handle on every single social media is different. Oh, because you know, my jump on page is terrible. Quick yeah. enough, you know, but it's hooked for life, or it's hooked for life with Mary Beth Temple, or if it's hooked for life LLC, and it might be F O R, and it might be a four. It could just, you yeah. know, be whatever. Oh, I yeah. can no. get at the time. It's advice I give, having learned it the hard way. We'll put it that way. Right. You know, I can give right. it in hindsight, like, oh, that's a good idea. I should have done that, so I will tell everybody else too because <laughs> of good advice. Because I wish I had done it myself. So yeah. No, I hear you. Totally. Well, and again, back in the olden days when I was teaching, you know, pattern publishing or whatever, book titling or whatever the hell I was spouting on about, you know, you would say, look at the URL and make sure you yeah. can get it. Don't don't come up with a company name that you love and, you know, the URL is gone. Um, I know I mentioned oh, yeah. this a couple of weeks ago, but it cracks me up. I used to own gettingloopy.com. Well, a speculator bought it and they would like to sell it back to me for $2,500. No. <laughs> I'm sure they would. No. So we're not yeah, going been, to own gettingloopy.com again. Yeah. As long as I'm going to pay $2,500 for it, it's not going to happen. But, no, I've um, been trying to buy moogly.com for years because, of course, I made that classic mistake. I've got mooglyblog.com. But yeah. moogly.com has been sat on, as far as I can tell, by the same person for, it's got to be coming on 10 years now. And they don't respond to our emails. They're not using the site. At least last time I looked, they hadn't. And of course, because of my site, the value keeps going up. And I want these guys to write back to me before they realize, like, what? you know, how much I want it, <laughs> how much I want yeah. it, and why I want it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I can't. I cannot get a hold of them. I don't know who owns it, but man, they are sitting on that thing. Well, and I had a laugh because if you just Google or look for anything hooked for life, there's a lot of you know fishing companies. <laughs> mm. I guess. Crocheters aren't the other people that use the hook metaphor. So um, let's talk about Moogly Blog, though. If there was, here's, here's the trick question. If there's one thing that you, it, it amazes me how many crochet blogs there are, and they're all really oh, fascinating, yeah. and they're all various sizes. But there's a lot of sort of heavy-hitting crochet blogs. Moogly, I would say, is one of the bigger ones, but it's not the only one. What mm-hmm. would you say 
is the thing that differentiates Moogly blog from some of hmm. the other crochet blogs that are out there. What is your, is it an aesthetic? Is it a style? Is it the frequency of your posting? What makes Moogly Moogly and not something else? God, you know, I wish I knew so I could bottle it and probably sell it. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've been, I'll be honest, I've been asked this before, and I wish I had, like, one succinct answer. Um, all mm-hmm. I can say is that um, I try to always have a site, and I know it needs updating right now. I feel like I'm being disingenuous. My site, I feel like, really needs updating right now. I feel like it needs a little bit of refreshing, but that's always such a delicate balance. You don't want to make it look too different, you know, throw people off. Um, so, but I do try. I always try to keep my site looking you know, just really clean um, and easy to read as much as possible. Um, I try to keep it looking modern, but also I post pretty frequently. Um, I usually post at least four days a week, most weeks, um, sometimes even five. Um, And I try to just be really, yeah, I try to be really consistent. Um, I try to always be um, positive. And I think that, um, just part of the, I guess, you know, I hate to put it this way. It sounds so weird when it's me, but the Moogly brand, um, you know, I just right. always try and keep it real positive, um, upbeat, and I just try and keep it fun. And I think um, my biggest advice usually is I always say I post about what makes me happy. I post about what I'm passionate about, and that's what I've always done. And mm-hmm. whatever the size of your audience may be, I think you're going to have a successful business or website or blog or whatever if you can find those people who are passionate about the same thing you are. And maybe it's just a certain look in crochet or a certain attitude or maybe, you know, I mean, maybe people are, they're probably some people who are just stopping by every Monday for the giveaways and that's cool too. Mm-hmm. So, and for I think, those now, I think yeah. a lot of our listeners this week will be, uh, you know, sort of coming back to getting Lou because Moogly's telling them that we're back on the saddle. Uh, but for those people that are uh, generally getting loopy people and may not know about Moogly, you have product giveaways, you have free patterns, mm-hmm. you have video tutorials. Uh, what, you know, what can yeah, somebody I've... expect when they go to Moogly for the first time? Um, well, it depends what day of the week it is, but um, there's <laughs> most weeks, most weeks have um, the general outline, if you will is Mondays is usually a giveaway. And those usually last a few weeks. So you don't have to worry about, you know, getting there right on Monday to enter the giveaway or anything. Um, okay. So Mondays are usually some sort of giveaway. Um, Tuesdays, Tuesdays jump around a little bit here and there. That's kind of my extra day to fit things in. Um, but every other week I've got a link party. So if you are a crochet blogger or knit blogger for that matter, you can come and link up and put your links in. And then we figure out the best ones um, every two weeks and put those back up. Um, then I've got usually on Wednesday is some sort of video tutorial for one of my patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursdays, every other Thursday is a new crochet along square. I have a year long crochet along every year. I've been doing that for the past, I believe, four years now. And that one's really mm-hmm. fun. And this is one of my favorite things um, because the patterns are actually by other designers. I get 24 other designers every year to design the box and then I make them too. Um, I do make them a little bit ahead of everybody else. So I can give the designer feedback or, you know, spot if some, once in a while, you know, rarely I'll spot an error and let them know or, you know, let them know how it right. went. And um, and then put up my picture of their, my interpretation of their pattern, a picture of their interpretation of the pattern. 
and um, my notes on, you know, any changes I made or any sizing issues I had or any helpful links or tutorials, things like that. And then I link over to their blog where the people can mm -hmm. go to actually make the pattern and get the pattern itself. And so that's really fun because it's a chance for them to get seen on Moogly. It's a chance for me to actually step back and make other people's patterns, which I love getting a chance to do. Um, it's a little bit more relaxing. And um, then at the end of the year, we all join up our squares and everybody's got these great throws. So it's just really fun. Um, there's a Facebook group and a Ravelry group. The Facebook group is super duper duper active. Um, uh, as long as you're still on Facebook. Um, so uh, that's a great one. That's a great place to go get help though and show off your squares. People love showing off their squares in there. And I love it over the years. Everyone, every few days, somebody pops in with a, a new completed blanket, you know, that they finished one of the previous years or whatever. And it's just, it's I was just, just so neat. Do people do that? Do they make all, do people actually make all 24, 24? That's a lot, man. Yes. Yes. Well, when you figure it out, they're, they're 12 inch by 12 inch squares. So when you mm -hmm. put them together, you can, it can make a four by six blanket. Um, people, right. people add another one, then you can do five by five if you want to add an extra. And a lot of people go back to the past years and grab those and mix it up. Um, and it's not like a strict thing. Like you have to make all 24 squares. People dip in, dip out. Right. You know, they say, oh, I don't like this new one. I'm going to make this one from last year or this other one I saw on somebody else's blog. And that's cool, too. Um, but it's just really neat. Everybody is kind of making that project together. So um, that's been going on, like I say, for four years, and it's super cool. Um, I handpick all the designers myself. So mm -hmm. I am definitely picking them, you know, who I think is going to offer the best patterns that year. Although it's tough because I know so many designers now. I know more than 24 people who have incredible talent. So I also try and mix it up a little bit every year, too. Um, so anyway, that's Thursdays. And then Fridays, most Fridays, I put out a new original pattern that I've designed. Okay. Yeah, so, and then Saturdays you... is the newsletter, and Sundays I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and start it all over again. Well, yeah, pretty much. Know, like the rest of us, you, you travel a good deal, too, so I'm sure you're always trying to get ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the goal. We'll just leave it at that. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't always sit work. on the beach with me. Yeah, that yeah, no, I get it. Um, so because you know more than 24 designers, and this is our last question because we're getting ready to wrap it up. The British lady's going to start yelling in my ears. Um, and we were worried we wouldn't have enough to talk about. Do you feel like uh, there are enough crochet blogs? You know, do you feel like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, as I always say a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, at a right. certain point, the, the, the water's getting crowded, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but no, I right. think it's fantastic. And honestly, when I started my blog, um, I mean, I took, it took me weeks to convince myself, my husband, he'd say, no, you should really do this. You should do this to really convince myself to go with it because I thought there were probably enough, enough. crochet blogs seven, you know, seven years ago. So, well, and I, there was still room for me. So I think there's. How many more patterns can there be? You know, what is that? Right. We have like 20,000 crochet patterns. There's a Holy little God. bit of that. Yeah. Um, I never, you know. It's funny, I've several times now ended up essentially designing the same pattern as somebody else when we've had them out at, you know, about the same time. And it just happens. Um, right. We're all drawing from the same inspiration, and there are so many people designing these days. But I have to think, ultimately, um, blogging is one of those careers, especially, that people will dip in, dip out, try it for a little while, maybe go a different direction, try something else, um, you know, add more crafts. And I think each blog, um, as long as they're not, you know, they're not just trying to follow some formula. I think as long as each blog is finding that passion, finding that unique voice, that thing they're excited about, then they're hopefully mm -hmm. going to find their followers too. And um, 
I'm sure, you know, all our readers overlap. I never, I never expect anybody to only make moogly patterns, you know, or anything like that. Right. They're going to jump around and that's part of the fun of it. Um, that's why I love the crochet along. I get to make 24 other people's patterns every year. Right. Which is, which is very cool. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to, I'm going to go check out the Facebook group when this is all over. So uh, mooglyblog.com, M-O-O-G-L-Y, blog.com. And then um, what's the name of the group for the crochet one? It's just Moogly Cal, Moogly C-A-L. On Facebook, I'm going to go join that right now. Yeah, it's easier (laughs) to search it, you know. (laughs) And then if you go to mooglyblog.com, you can find... Camera on all the other social media channels yeah. on Pinterest, on Instagram, on all that other kind of good stuff. You can link uh-huh. out from her homepage. So if you are not a Moogly Blog person already, I highly recommend you give it a shot. And of course, uh-huh. always check us out on hookedforlifepublishing.com for all things MBT. I hope to see a bunch of you at the Dallas Fort Worth Fiber Festival, which is in 12 short days. They keep telling me I'm in a panic. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, again, if you have any interest in Dallas, please listen to the show last week with Michael Cook. It was fascinating. We were talking about, you know, the olden days of the show, but how much bigger it is this year is just really interesting. Please don't forget to check out LancasterFiberFestival.com. And next week, Kate Rathgraber from I, uh, not from I Like, that's somebody else, from Love Knitting and Love Crochet, Lovecraft in the UK will be joining us. No show April 9th. I hope to be running into a lot of you people in person in the next couple of weeks. Um, also, I'm getting a lot of messages, which I adore, saying, hey, getting Lucy back. I had no idea. Tell your friends, okay? I want to get the old gang back together, but they have to know. Maybe I'll do a newsletter. Anyway, camera, thanks, for- <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us. I'm Thank you so much for with- having me. Oh, it's no problem. It's fun talking to you as always. And the rest of you crazy people, I'll talk to you next week. Good night.